Welcome to the GoBundance Podcast, the audio channel for healthy, wealthy, generous men who choose to lead epic lives. You know, the problem with most successful guys is they are awesome, yet at the same time, they suck. <laughs> They're too one-dimensional. Like, they have big, fat money, but also a big, fat gut. <laughs> or the opposite. They may look good as hell naked, but if you look in their savings account, they're as broke as a $3 watch. Some may have both muscle strength and financial strength, but they've been divorced five times and their kids don't even speak to them. Some have huge smiley family portraits in their foyer, but not a single friend that's honest and objective with them. Some may be gregarious as hell, surrounded by people and hugs galore, but their charitable giving is shameful. Come on, man. Really? That's all you gave back? I think you get my point by now. At GoBundance, we know we're not perfect, but our goal is to be better. Better multidimensionally in six simple categories. We call these our pillars. Number one, horizontal income. Number two, age-defying health. Number three, bucket list adventures. Number four, genuine contribution. Number five, authentic relationships. And number six, extreme accountability. So speaking of number six, let's dig into this week's interview with a GoBro. And you can tell me. Is he walking the talk or is he a false prophet? <laughs> Hello and welcome to the GoBundance podcast. I'm your host, Jamie Gruber. And today we welcome in TLC tech president out of Sacramento and GoBundance brother, Michael Nelson. Michael, welcome. Thanks, Jamie. Glad to be here. Glad to have you, man. Glad to have you. So let's talk a little bit about you. You're in Sacramento. Are you from Sacramento? Give us kind of the, the, the story of you from then to now. Yeah, actually, uh, born and raised in Sacramento, so I've been here my whole life. I've actually traveled and lived abroad a couple of times. I uh, went to school, did my junior year abroad in Bordeaux, France, and then straight out of college, threw everything into a backpack and moved over to Hawaii for a year. Uh, did that. That that was kind of my uh, final gap year, as it were. Came back, uh, became a school teacher. I was actually a public school, middle school teacher, taught language arts, history. Then I got a computer lab. I actually got one of the first computer labs in the district. This was back in 90, God, mid 90s, early 90s. Did that for about a year and a half and the uh, World Wide Web came out. So I built a website for our school back, I, I mean, literally, this was way before, even before Next, Netscape existed. Did that, built it for a school. A friend of my dad's uh, ran a, a business and he said, hey, I'm you know, this internet thing, would you build a website for my company? And I did. Cheapest man I've ever met in my life. Had no idea what to charge him. Said how much? And I said, 150 bucks. And he goes, yeah, that's not anywhere near enough. And he gave me more money. And I thought, might be onto something here. So I started a, I started my first business, which was the web design firm with the intention. So that was in September of 95. The intention, I'd do that for a few years until it was big enough that I could afford to quit teaching school. Long story short, in two months, three months, I had two employees and I was still teaching. So I had to drop down to half time. And by seven months later, I had to quit completely and just go full time into the company. It just, it exploded. I did the entire dot-com explosion, went from seven to 32 people, way too fast, you know, cash flow problems, the whole nine yards took on a, a line of credit to get through the cash flow issues. And then, of course, the whole dot bomb uh, just came, just destroyed everything. 
So I got to have the fun experience of uh, being that millionaire on paper and then getting to lose absolutely everything. I mean, literally, I lost everything to my name. Got to restart at 39 and uh, started the second business, TLC Tech, and I've been doing that. Started Well, I went back to teaching for a year to kind of lick my wounds until a friend took me out and for dinner and said, what are you going to do next? And I said, yeah, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to stay as a teacher, you know, vacations, healthcare, all like now that yeah. She just gave me a horrible time. And by the end of the night, I have the, you know, uh, uh, napkin business plan for, for this business. So we're now 17 years old now. Wow. 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 And we'll get into what TLC tech does and all that here in a moment, but can you go back to, you call it the dot bomb. I, it's funny. I never heard that, but it makes sense to call it that. It was always the dot com crash, right? That's what everybody says. What you said, I don't mean to make you relive the pain, but can you give us a little bit of perspective on, on, you know, when you say lost it all, you know, millionaire on paper, lost it all. Can you give me just, what were you, what did you have to go through in that time? What did life look like? What were the, the things you had to do in order to kind of recover and then go get a teaching job? Well, funny you used recovery because that was part of it. By the time all of this imploded, I was also a raging alcoholic. So that didn't help matters either. I ended up getting sober shortly after I started this business that I have now. So I've been sober about 17 years, but uh, you know, the business, it grew so fast and that's you know, trying to grow a business that fast purely from cash flow, uh, especially we had government contracts. We built the website for the California state lottery for secretary of state. We had some pretty large accounts that are net 60, net nineties payable. Well, you know, when you don't have lines of credit and you haven't built up cash flow, it, it becomes almost impossible to whether a downturn and and we had you know we'd grown so fast we had to have the staff and as long as people were paying and the new new clients were coming on it was fine but as soon as everybody kind of got wind that the the dot bomb was coming you know we had huge contracts on the books ready to sign and of course they all canceled and it just snowballed from there we had a line of credit that I didn't use the correct way I was young and stupid great thing I got to learn what never to do in a business again but long story short, there was a line of credit for a quarter million. They called the line of credit. And I said, not possible. You're going to bankrupt the company. They said, we don't care. So pulled in another company. They got to buy it for pennies on the dollar. Made sure that all of our clients were taken care of. The staff staff was taken care of. So I got to exit it with honor. Uh, but I also got to lose everything. So like I said, at 39, I mean, literally I had about $4,000 to my name at 39 years of age. Wow. And, and so you were essentially living paycheck to paycheck as a business is what it boils down. Oh, I, I, even hell, not even paycheck to paycheck and using credit cards. <laughs> yeah. And that's what I learned of what, and the other thing is, you know, we weren't paying attention to margins. It was, you know, I was looking at the P&L, but I wasn't looking at the balance sheet. And you just, that's, I was young. It was my first business. So this business, we really pay attention. We pay attention to the margins of all the different divisions in my company, the balance sheet. We, you know, we've grown this one. I've grown this one entirely on cash flow. You know, we have a line of credit, but it's used for 15 days, for 30 days, not as, not as a term loan, which is what I did in the first business. Makes sense. Okay. No, I got you. The you mentioned alcoholism. That's heavy. Is that, uh, did that correlate with the, the beginning of the decline or was that something that was in play that you already were prior to? No, that, that, was, ar that was already in play. Just the, the downfall made it easy. So in February 
of, I think it was 2001, I laid off 11 people out of 32. And it just, uh, basically I climbed in. I, that's when I kind of full-time climbed into a bottle. Got into recovery in about May, made it for about 90 days. Actually, the 90th day was September 11th. And it was just the perfect excuse to go out and start again. Uh, so I did that. And by then the company was gone. Um, went back to teaching and, you know, I, I was a functioning alcoholic, but I was certainly one. So I went back to teach and did that for a year, figured out I, I had been on my own for too long. And all of a, everybody that's an entrepreneur knows once, once you've been on your own, you just can't, you can't go back. So that's when I uh, figured out that I needed to do something else, started the current company. And within a matter of weeks, I got sober. Wow. And have stayed. You said 17. Years. Oh, yeah. 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 Wow. yeah. So that's incredible. Uh, and just uh, for context, what, what's the work that you have to put in day to day still? I'm sure you do uh, in order to remain sober. Is it meetings? Is it- you know, it's actually not, it's really not that big of a deal to me now. Everybody in my life knows that I am. I've always had, and this is, you know, this will piss some people off, but I've always had a love hate relationship with AA. Uh, there's a lot of, I don't know, a lot of people stay where they're at. And I really wanted to grow. I don't want to hear about the same problems over and over. Have a problem, deal with it, fix it, move on. Um, so I've, I've not been, in, in the first first quite a few years, I went to AA very consistently. And it's really, really important for that. I'm really lucky that I've got the great group of people around me that, you know, I, 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 I'm sure we'll talk about running. I got into long distance running. So I have a lot of people in my life that do that. So the, the, you know, you are the, you are the people you spend the five most time with. You're the average of the, oh, it's Jean-Luc Dumas. You're the average of the five people you spend the most time with. And for that, I've, I've got people that just alcohol isn't really part of their life. Um, I love it. So it's really, now it's just, it's just a way of life now. I don't take it for granted and I don't, it's not easy, uh, but it's not something that comes up hardly ever for me anymore. Yeah, I mean, hey. it, that, you you figured out a way for you, right? Yeah, it, yeah. It served you to a certain point, and yeah. then you felt like you know what I need I need another way. And you, you know, to your yeah. point, you surround yourself with with runners, distance athletes, whatever. Where where alcohol isn't really in the equation, and your your network is aware of what you suffered yeah. through for a long time. So, you know, you've got it built around you the way that works for you. That's a, that's yeah. incredible. Yeah, exactly. Very cool. Entrepreneurship. Talk to me a little bit about that because you you went the tried and true route. Right up until it sounds like what 25, 26 years old before you kind of discovered this skill of building websites and that your 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 skill had a demand for it. Were you always an entrepreneur? I asked this question of a lot of guys. <laughs> Were you always an entrepreneur? Do you feel looking back, reflecting back, is it something that you became? Just kind of your thoughts on that generally. No, I, it, it was always there. The reason I laughed is thinking about getting suspended from junior high school because I'd go to the uh, corner store and buy candy you know, for, I don't know, 10 cents and sell it for 25 cents at school. Um, so I got suspended for doing that. So I, I, I always have done things like that. You got suspended for being a capitalist? Of course. Oh yeah. Come on. <laughs> boy, oh boy. That's scary. That's a little scary, but yeah. And, and even worse, I was at the time, uh, most of my childhood my parents both worked in the school district and my dad was president of the teachers union and Everybody knew who my father was, and uh, for good reason. He did extremely well by them, got them great raises, a great contract. He was extremely liberal. So, and as I started my own business, as I've certainly gone the other direction. Wow, 
Very interesting, but incredible story. And, uh, and kudos to you for you know, applying learnings. It, it sounds like easily your life could have gone in one direction and you've sort of picked it up and have made a hell of a life for yourself. So congrats to you and uh, great to get to know your story a bit. What's up, everybody? This is Pat Hyben and Tim Rode, uh, founders of GoBundance. And we wanted to give you a quick sneak peek of our August event coming up in Steamboat, Colorado. Yeah, we've gotten a lot of uh, feedback that you'd love to see us kind of go back to the old ways. Want to see us do the one sheets, want to see Go Talks, more connecting at the event. So we're committed this year and we promise, number one, all four elders are going to be there. Number two, it's going to be 50% on stage, 50% off stage, which means, you know, 50% of the time at least is going to be spent interacting with all the other members. And some of the cool things that we got going for you on stage is, of course, as usual, we're going to do the bull versus bear. And we really, really put our heads together and said, what is something that's debatable? And that one thing is retail. So we are going to bull versus bear on the asset class retail real estate is that going to bomb or should you be buying into that? That's number one. We're going to be doing the ever popular 728 program with Aaron West, Daniel Del Real. We're going to have David Osborne leading three businesses through the gauntlet. The gauntlet. And if you haven't seen the last gauntlet, the gauntlet is basically it's a shark tank. David's going to run the shark tank. He's going to be like the three shark tank judges all in one. Actually, what he's going to be is he's going to be like the the, lead, the interactive guy, and then the audience is going to be like the judges. So the three Shark Tank people will come and present at the gauntlet, then they'll go into a soundproof booth, and everybody will rip them the shreds in the audience. So it'll be really, really cool and very engaging as to um, how people pick apart investments. And, of course, they're real investments. So afterwards, if you want to throw some money down on it, you can too. And then during the day, of course, we'll be getting the goods in the woods. We have all sorts of fun things lined up for you. Plenty of options to play hard, to uh, play light. However you play, there will be a way for you to get it. Yep, and something we're going to do that's, that we haven't done before, we're going to have a very organized golf tournament going to be a GoPod golf tournament or if your GoPod is not there then you can just pick a random foursome. We're also going to have an ultimate frisbee GoPod challenge. So in your GoPod you're going to go against other GoPods in a game of ultimate frisbee and we're going to bracket it and we're going to have a huge prize at the end for the winner. So here's the deal. Sign up. Come to Steamboat in August. Here's all the information on the screen. We look forward to seeing you there. The wrong tribe confounds, the right tribe compounds. Get your free copy of the runaway bestseller Tribe of Millionaires at $20 value at tribeofmillionaires.com free. Just pay the shipping. That's tribeofmillionaires.com. Let's dive into the one sheet, sort of the baseball okay. part of your life, as we call it. So we're going to go pillar by pillar uh, yep. through the six pillars of GoBundance, starting with the first, which is horizontal income. And the first question is easy. What is your horizontal income and how many lines is that? So it's interesting. Right now, it's at 15,000, a little over 15,000 for the year. I'm um, expected to be about 35. Now, there's debate and even within my GoPod, but my primary business, I take a W-2 wage. 
as the president of the company, and then I have distributions. Technically, the distributions should be on the horizontal income, but one of the primary reasons I joined GoBundance was because I wanted to get passive income and I wanted to be around the people that did that. So it's really easy to have my horizontal income look incredibly well because, because of my primary business. So I've intentionally kept that out. I put all of that under my vertical income mm-hmm. so that it's, it's purely and absolutely only passive income. So when I joined, I had a couple of uh, rental properties and a couple of business properties that I owned. And I really thought that's how I was going to build. Really interesting growth time in my primary business. One of my renters gave notice. She had been, she had first renter I'd had in that house. And I just did not have the time, inclination, or desire to have to deal with finding, uh, to, to find somebody. And it wasn't cash flowing enough to be able to hire an agency to do it. And I thought, why am I doing this? And by then I had been exposed to syndicated deals. Mm-hmm. And so I thought, nope, that's, that's where I'm headed. So number of lines right now, it's uh, five lines. Three of them, however, are very new. I've just put in about 250 this year into new deals. So I did my first two syndicated deals last year. Um, that generated, so that generated a little bit. And then I put another hundred into another deal uh, about a month ago. And so that's starting to generate. Nice. And the ones from last year have they have they gone gone through their cycle yet? I mean, I no, know. no, no, no. They're all no, no. They're everything's three to three to seven years. So no, they haven't gone through the cycle yet. Okay, cool. So once you get a return of that capital, you'll dump back right. in and you'll start keeping. Right. You know, the snowball sort of begins. So and then I had the other rental house. And funny, funny story. Being in Sacramento, there's this. Uh, we've got the American River, and there's this great parkway. It's just an, an amazing, beautiful parkway, and one of my lifelong dreams had always been to have a house on the river. And one of my best friends, my accountability buddy, uh, became a real estate agent. He said, Hey, we're going to you know, watch for any house that goes up for sale. We're going to go visit. I'm like, it's three to five years at least before I can afford to, to do that. And he said, yep, we're just dream building. And sure enough, house showed up, walked in, and I could not have designed a more perfect house. I mean, it was just utterly and absolutely perfect way too soon. So I'm stretched. I'm trying to figure out that uh, could I, should I, you know, all of this. And the first office building I had bought for my business was, I had some equity in it, but it had really gone down a lot. And it was in this uh, 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 shared walls. So it's like three buildings and the guy in the middle wanted my unit. And he calls me unsolicited, says, will you sell? And I said, you know, the place across the way was like 30,000 less than I had paid for mine and still open. And I said, I don't want to lose money. He said, how much did you pay? He told him and he said, and he offered me five grand more. And this was right when I'm trying to make the decision about, you know, this dream house. And it's like, okay, so that's that. And then I sold my primary house. And then just recently I sold my last commercial property. So I'm plowing that back into these syndicated deals. Very cool. Good for you. So you got your dream house. I, it's, it, go ahead. I'm sorry. Yeah, got yeah, got this unbelievable. I, it's just I couldn't have, like I said, designed it or dreamt, dreamt it better. It's funny how when you uh, when you when you feel that sense of purpose, that full alignment with whatever it is, and not to get woo woo here, but how suddenly you get a call about your commercial space and the offer is just right in the right yep. time for you to get what you want to get. There's 
there's something to this universe thing. I don't know what it there is, is, but there's something to it. And, uh, yep. and I, you hear story after story after story. Yep. Um, I don't know if there's a tactical way to tap into it. There probably is that I haven't figured out, but it definitely works. So great story. I love hearing about that. What's your horizontal to net worth ratio currently? Horizontal to net worth. Um, that one's actually really low. It's less than 1%. Yeah. Well, you're building your horizontal at this point, yeah, right? So yeah. it's still it's still in that snowball. And phase. again, because I put everything into the vertical, you know, I could have moved that over to the line, could have had that, you know, that that actually could have been probably 15, 20%. But that's again, that's not why I joined GoBundant. So I really want to keep the the primary business income out of that. You know what I like about that too? This is for those that are in GoBundance or in the Ascend program or whatever listening, anybody that's done a one sheet. The question often comes up about, you know, okay, how, what counts as horizontal? What counts as this? What about this? What about that? And what I love, the best answer I've ever heard was like, what's your pod say, right? Or what do you say? So yep. you've decided for you, here's how I'm going to track it for me. Yep. And that's okay. It doesn't have to be, you know, e even Steven, like, yeah, this is how you, you know, you don't want right. to be crazy out there like tell yourself your business is a, a 20 multiple when the industry is three i mean that's that's probably not right. the most integrity but to your point hey i could i could juice the horizontal income line i can increase my percentage or status and pound my chest but it doesn't serve the purpose of why i'm here so you chose yep. to do it this way i love it on that end what percentage are you currently i know that's going to uh, right now but currently 15 percent. that's growing growing which is awesome very cool Let's jump over to age-defying health. So what is your body weight and your body fat percentage? Okay, age-defying health. So weight is at 185, uh, body fat about 13%. Wow, okay. And you're, are you a taller guy? Yeah, six foot two. Six two. I was going to say, 13% is pretty good. I was with uh, one of the guys down in Miami. He's at like nine, 8%. You could see it. But 13% is pretty, pretty fit. So uh, what does the diet look like for you? Mainly plant-based which helps. Also, um, I'm a long distance runner and full disclosure, I was diagnosed with cancer in December. So went through treatment. And so I kind of got what I called the cancer weight. And I've actually been able to maintain it from there. So I lost about eight pounds. I used to be high 180s, low 190s. But then through the treatment, ended up obviously losing some weight. And so I've just managed to keep it there. So I thought, well, okay, that's going to be a side benefit. Let's, let's run with that. <laughs> What, um, I guess, what, can you give us any, uh, how, how is that? How are you doing? I guess, I don't know. Uh, so I went through the treatment. Uh, now we're in the kind of the weight it's, you know, it's, it's a five year, it's five years now that, you know, every three to six months they'll be doing the follow-up. Um, I just had the first scan. They want me to go in and do another one just for a little bit more clarity. They're unsure if it's, you know, mass leftover or scar tissue. So, um, finding out from that. Oh man, my prayers are with you. That's, uh, that's. Thanks. That's altering, life-altering, perspective-shifting for sure. So, yeah. And Sorry talk hear. about helping you identify what matters in life. Yeah. What, yeah, what does? Can you go through that if you don't mind? I mean, I, I, you know, I think that's a really good point. Like you went through something that all of us dread, and I know every one of us would change our behavior if we're going through what you're going through. What did change for you? So the interesting thing I've been, in, and we'll talk, I'm sure, about it a little bit later. I've been really goal-oriented. So I've got... Uh, it's a goal sheet where I look at it every day and I have my weekly, monthly, quarterly, annual, three-year and 10-year goals. So I've always been very clear on what matters in my life and where I want to get to. Uh, one of them is on April 12th, 2023 at 10.22 a.m., I'm taking a three-month sabbatical. That's because that came from a book which anybody that has a, a business should read, Making Money is Killing Your Business. 
And he talks about the seven phases of a business, which, you know, stage four is you've got managers, you're starting, but you're still involved in the day-to-day. Stage five is you're starting to hand things off. Stage six is you've handed off most of it, but there's still things that you want to do. Stage seven is you go on a three-month sabbatical, you come back, one of the new employees leans over to the other guy and says, who's that? And the guy says, I I think that's the owner. Um, And so five years ago, we set the, or about four and a half, four years ago now, we set the goal that I would take my three-month sabbatical in April of 2023. So we've been building the company to do that. Back to the question of, of what it does for perspective is... We don't know how long we have. I don't know. You know, this this survival rate of this is is very good, but it still changes life. So I'm going to probably be stepping out of the day to day a little bit more and focusing more on what I want to do in the business, not what I have to do. So we've been we've kind of accelerated that up a little bit. I've got an absolutely incredible operations manager. He's going to become president of the company in February. So we're kind of building up and handing off the last steps that we need to for him to have full control of the day-to-day so that I get focus on what matters to me. Just spending time with my family, with friends, and traveling. So is the sabbatical date changing? And I apologize, apologize if I missed it. So you had 2023, correct? Originally, it was 2022. COVID just kind of screwed everything up for a year, so we just added a year on to it. Um, so 2023, I'm doing the three-month sabbatical. And that'll be completely and absolutely offline. Uh, 2022, so I just rented a house in PV, Puerto Vallarta, for a month in April of next year. That's going to be our first little kind of trial run of me completely out of everything. I'm just, curiosity for me, because I, I just I think I'm putting myself in your shoes to the extent that I'm able to. If I'm in your shoes, I'm, I'm, I, I feel like, and maybe this is me, I'm going next month. You know what I mean? Like, I know you're going through treatment and everything. So I guess the question is, why not do it sooner? Is it a death knoll to your company if you were to go away for that that test month, even like in August or September of this year? Well, July, I'm going, I'm booking my trip to France. August, I'm going to the coast with the family. Uh, October, I'm doing my epic trip for the year with one of my best friends. So now, I mean, travel's always been a huge piece. Uh, So I'm doing that and I'm doing more of that. But the company's not ready. I still have direct reports. We're not quite there yet, but that's why we moved it up. And so February of next year, that's when my, my ops manager officially becomes the president. So yeah, we're building towards that, but it's, you know, we're, we're a multi-million dollar company. We're about 19, 20 people right now. So it's not fast turning. You know, we, we want to do it in a way that we make sure that the processes are well-defined, understood, and hand them off correctly. Yeah. And you said, so you're scratching that itch through other ways over the next- Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. Just great to hear. Great to hear. I'm happy for you for that. Um, Wow. Yeah. Definitely keep us up. Let us know how you're doing. I mean, it's, uh, that's, that's, that's heavy. Like you said, survival rates high, you know, that's great. Uh, You know, hopefully caught early, all of the things you hear about, um, you know, of course, hope the best for you, but, um, but wow, that is, that is jarring. No doubt about it. No doubt about it. You mentioned you are mostly plant-based. Can you explain that a little bit? What do you mean by mostly plant-based? So I'll eat meat. I, you know, I'm not, I'm not fanatical about it. I, you know, I was, veg- I was vegan for a minute. It just, it's so, vegetarian is one thing. Vegan is really, really challenging just because other people being around vegetarians is pretty easy to do. But 
also, I like meat sometimes, uh, you know, fish. So, but it's mainly plant-based. I might eat fish or, or some sort of uh, uh, animal protein, you know, maybe once a week. So not very often, but mainly plant-based. And it's really more around trying to eat whole foods with as little processing as possible. And especially now also, you know, with, with uh, they call it cancer diet, there's a lot of foods that you really want to stay away from and foods that you really want to make sure you capitalize on and, and healthy organic vegetables are, are really good. Yeah, so that makes sense. So, that makes sense. Yeah. And I was eating mainly plant-based before the treatment, but have certainly doubled down afterwards. Yeah, don't blame you. Like you said, it's, it shifts perspective. So exercise, you mentioned you're a runner. What else do you do from an exercise perspective? Or how frequently are you running? Work out with a trainer, personal trainer. Who Actually, I, I hired this personal trainer back in 2015, and he ended up becoming one of my best friends. He also got me into running. We travel together a lot. And we do, so one of my other goals is to run an ultra marathon on every continent. He got me into running and I hated it. It was an absolute slog uh, until the first time I hit, I don't know, it must've been about seven miles and I got that runner's high and it was like, oh, oh, that's what they're talking about. So he's like, okay, do a half marathon. Then I planned, then he said, pick a marathon and started reading about it and found the original marathon from marathon to Athens. Thought, well, that seems like the first marathon I should do. So I booked that and he said, I want to go. And I'm really freaky about who I travel with. But it's like, okay, I'll try it. Ended up being one of the best travel companions I'd had. And so that night I said, okay, I want to try an ultra marathon. So we planned, we found an ultra, which was in the jungles of Nepal. Uh, and so we did that the next year and then have been doing a destination ultra marathon uh, almost every year since. So we got four, four continents down, three to go. Well, I was going to say, so, so Antarctica, I, I only in the last year or so that I realized that there are trips to Antarctica from the southern tip of, of South America. I was going to ask right. you, do they actually run one there? They, they do. There's actually two races. One is the most northern portion of the, island, of, of the continent you can get, and it's on a gravel road between uh, research stations. Yeah, that's crazy. It's my, Antarctica's that, come up recently. I didn't realize yeah, there were 5,000 researchers there for that matter. So that, that to me is crazy. crazy. I'm not going to Antarctica to run on a gravel road. The next one is 200 miles from true South Pole. And you have to wait for the right conditions. They fly you in. You're down there for no, no more than about 36 hours. Fly back out. And that's the one we're going to do. Because oh, that, wow. that one is a bitch. Yeah, I'll bet. I didn't catch that. So, I, yeah, I mean, I was thinking that's good enough for me. You're on Antarctica. Check. Nope, <laughs> nope, nope, nope. <laughs> yeah, it, it's kind of like the horizontal income. It'd be easy to put it there, but no, I, that's, that's, that's not the intent of what we wanted to do. Great point. I like that. So there's integrity in what you're trying to do. I like that. That's great. Very cool. Great. Incredible discussion on age-defying health. Thank you for being so open and vulnerable about what you're going through right now, especially. Yep. Uh, from a relationship standpoint, tell me a little bit about your family. Single. Uh, my folks are here. My brother is back in Minneapolis. Uh, he's actually trying to figure out how to come out here. And I, they're just an incredible sport group. I got really lucky. Well, they got lucky. I got lucky. How you want to say it? When I bought this house, it turns out it's about 12 minutes from my folks place. Oh, um, nice. So, you know, during the whole COVID, I was their support crew. Um, and then when the tables flipped and I was going through treatment, they were mine. So, What's I, I've got an experience for your brother. Why would he go to a cold environment like that coming from a nice one like yours? Well, he followed his, followed a woman like, you know, <laughs> what else? But uh, they're, they're no longer married. 
and he's got a great job, but during the whole COVID thing, they said, okay, it's permanent work from home. So now he's trying to figure out how to make that transition. Yeah. A lot's changed in the last year. That's for sure. Oh, everything. What's, what's your life happiness index currently? And what's the lowest of those? 7.88, which is up from 5.44 last quarter, but I had a really good reason for that. And my lowest, sorry, I don't have, uh, it's got to be close. There it is. Uh, so the lowest is a five on romance. Romance, okay. What, because what when we're talking about family, family it, my, you know, talking about family, it's my folks and my brother. So yeah, there's, there's nobody, nobody in the, on that side yet. So that's why it's the lowest. Gotcha. Tinder, anything like swiping left, right? I don't know how that stuff works. You know, I, I, have a, I actually got back onto it and I'm playing the game and it's, it's like anything. It's purely a numbers game. Yeah. You know, romance, you romance has been tough the last year. You have to play the numbers. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And the last year, I mean, what could you do? Zoom dates, I guess. I mean, it would have been tough in some sense. Some, yeah, some. I, you know, I was, I was thinking maybe. And then, you know, when I got the diagnosis, it's like, yeah, this might not be the best time to date. <laughs> right. Well, that makes perfect sense. So. All right. Let's talk about genuine ca- contribution. What is your give back ratio? If, you're, if you just want to share what you give every year, that's, uh, that's fine as well. Uh, so it's currently 7%. I was on opera board here in Sacramento for a lot of years. So I donate to that. And then one of the other things I do is I have what I call my sharing account. So I put 10% of everything that I deposit into my primary accounts over to my sharing account. And I use that for anything and everything I want. So the house that I'm getting in PV next year, uh, it's for a month at Speechfront. I mean, it's this really incredible place, but I'm inviting down friends and family mm-hmm. and everything's going to be paid for. So that comes out of the sharing account. So I just tip I move over 10% and it's used for a lot of different things. So when you say 7%, are you counting things like that? Not just charitable donations? Some, but, some of that. Yeah. Yeah. Good. Yeah. yeah. I think people don't give themselves enough credit sometimes for that, you know, helping family or helping people within your network, not necessarily contributing to a charity to get you a tax deduction yep. is also contribution, genuine contribution. Yeah. So it, it, to me, it fits, it counts. Right. So I like it. Who's in your GoPod and how often do you meet? So I've got Ben, I can never say his name correctly, Trotron. Sorry, there. I thought there was a big bird. Ben Trotron, uh, Kevin Miller, Kevin McGrath, and Brandon Kemp. Uh, we meet every two weeks, Thursday afternoons. Gotcha. What's the prevailing topic right now in the, in the GoPod? Uh, so we talked about it a couple of different times because of one of them, uh, a thing called Helium, which is uh, it's kind of shared bandwidth to uh for iot internet of things Mm -hmm. and then you get paid in helium coin uh it's kind of like a little along the lines of bitcoin it's it's i'm we may be getting in too late but uh his son got in really early and is just really making some cash off of it it's really funny very cool. I like so, that. I like hearing when pods do things like that together. They they help each other with you know horizontal income or financial financial wins, if you will. How's your GoPod experience been? Can you give us some? What are some takeaways that you've had over the last year, two years from being in your GoPod? Oh, it's been great. Well, I've actually funny. I've invested in two syndicated deals with one with two of them that they've done. So I've learned a lot about that. You know, because of my goal setting stuff, I've helped them kind of with goal setting and and goal accountability. One of them does syndicated deals almost full-time with his company. So another one, it's really uh, very interesting. 
He does medical sales, but he's actually in the operating room. And he also does sober living houses. Um, and he's just really doing extremely well with that. So it's been, it's all of us have really different things that we do. So it's really been intriguing what we can help each other learn and understand. It's been really cool. I like that. That's cool. Do you have a big goal that you're trying to achieve? You mentioned goals. We're going to talk about that here in a second, but is there anything this year or in the next two years or anything that you want to share from your goal list that you're trying so to So my big, one of my biggest was to hit 5 million in assets this year. Um, and that's, that's been on there for a few years. Very cool. Very cool. Let's, uh, we're going to talk about bucket list adventures. Then I want to talk a little bit about goals. And you mentioned that you're a very goal-focused individual. That's near and dear to my heart with the Emerge program for GoBundance and everything. And I'd love to hear more about some work you're doing around goals and some things you've, you're putting out there. So, but let's wrap up with bucket list adventures here. So have you been on any GoBundance trips? And if so, which ones? I have not been on GoBundance, no. I was actually, I had originally thought I was going to go on one. Then, of course, um, COVID <laughs> kind of screwed up everything. So I'm looking on my sheet here. Yeah, so that was, and then let me see. Oh, so your, your greatest hits. So I climbed Mount Kilimanjaro. Wow. That was really fun. I hit four continents out of the seven for running ultra marathons. First was in the jungles of Nepal. Crazy ass story about, it was so much harder than I knew it was going to be. Took a lot longer. We ended up getting off course, getting lost getting pit. It was just this crazy, awesome story. And then uh, my fourth, my third one was this, which is uh, a book I'm publishing June 15th. Uh, getting well, let's that talk published. about that. What's the name of this book and what, uh, what sort of drove you to, to, to put this in, in writing? So the book's called Goals That Matter, The Deceptively Simple System to Achieve Every Dream. Uh, prior to GoPod, I actually belonged to the Quantum Leap Mastermind, Hal Elrod's uh, group. Yep. And I had always been really goal focused. I had my goal sheet and I, the one I work from today is different from the one that I, I was doing back then. But, you know, I'd look at my goals once a month, maybe once a week if I was having a good month. And I read Hal's book in January of 2016, started the miracle morning routine and just made looking at my goal sheet part of my daily routine. And my life just changed drastically. And it's when I started having my short-term and long-term goals in front of me every single day that it, it just changed. And so I had developed that over a couple of years, went to my first mastermind retreat with, in, in Hal's group and shared this sheet that I had developed with some of the other people. And I'm like, I want that. I want that. I want that. And it just over that, that three-day retreat, I figured out that I needed to do this. Ended up coming up with the name, registering the domain name while I was there at the conference. My brother was flying out to meet me right after I got home to work on his. Uh, he had read The Miracle Morning. He was trying to figure out what to do. Pick him up from the airport. I had been offline for three days. And he said, my life's done. I said, what? And he said, my wife asked me for a divorce 24 years. And so he was just destroyed and said, this is the best thing that could have happened. It's like, what are you talking about? You get to design your life. What do you want to do? And so we spent the next three days designing his perfect life using this new system that I had kind of sketched out on the plane coming home. And what he changed in a year 
was just beyond comprehension. He went through the divorce with grace. He lost 85 pounds. He started cycling. He got back. He bought a, he bought a Harley. He got back into uh, a Christian bike riding group. He just made all, he reestablished a relationship with his first two kids that he lost relationship with. And he just changed his life. And it was using the basics of what the system evolved into. Um, so that's, so that, and then I started doing what I call the, the goals that matter live sessions, taking other entrepreneurs through the system and just got all of this feedback of how much it was changing their lives. And I had always had this kind of back end dream of writing a book, but I had never actually made it a smart goal by putting a time timestamp on it. So I did and uh, ended up writing the book. Wow. So when does the book drop again? Give us the dates. June 15th will be available on Amazon. 2021 on Amazon. And one more time, the title. Goals That Matter. Goals That Matter. Amazing, man. That's an incredible, incredible story. And I love, I love the fact that you have these, these, this evidentiary support of your system, right? Your brother, what he went through. That's for him to come home and say, my wife of 24 years just asked me for a divorce. And then for within the next three days after that, for you to put him in a position through your system to, to actually see light at the end of that tunnel, that could, that could have set somebody back for months, years for that. Oh, time. yeah. You know? and, and the crazy thing is his life had always been the glass was half empty. Mm-hmm. And he left. And, and it's been utterly amazing. Our relationship completely changed. His glass is half full now. And it's just been an amazing change in his life. Yeah, this is the power of proximity for people out there that may not be part of a mastermind or wonder what the heck is that? Is it some sort of weird, you know, uh, boys club or girls club? It's about proximity. It's about what you just described, right? Your brother, you just said, went from a pessimist to an optimist, in effect. Yeah. By being around the right person at the right time. You with Hal Elrod prior to that, within your GoPod, people that are there to help get you to your goal of horizontal income or whatever the case may be, right? Proximity is so important, and that's what the value is that I get from being part of Abundance, and it sounds like you have as well, as long, along oh, with yeah. other networks and connections that you have. So congrats on the book. Thank you. That's really cool. That's really cool. All right, we're going to wrap this with a question from the Abundance card deck, a random one that I'll ask you now. Heavy. if you could send a message to the entire world, what would you say in 30 seconds or less? Wow. Yeah, that is heavy. <laughs> it's random. Promise. Decide what matters, build a life by design, and execute. Great billboard. Great billboard. And a great way to wrap this up. How can people get a hold of you, learn more about the book? What are some things that, uh, some places you want to direct people? Uh, so the website is www.goalsthatmatter.com. Hey, you can find me on Facebook, uh, Michael Nelson. Also, there's uh, the Goals That Matter site on Facebook as well. Love it. Love it. I appreciate you being on, man. Thanks so much for opening up on I mean, so, so many things that you, you know, that you, you told us about that I really appreciate you doing that with us. And uh, yeah, we'll see you. Uh, we'll see you at some event in the future. I, I'm, I'm hoping. Yeah, summer event. Yeah, I'll be there. I'll be there in uh, August. Look forward to seeing you. Beautiful. Same here. All right, man. Thanks, thank you. Jamie. Okay. Bye bye. The wrong tribe confounds, the right tribe compounds. Get your free copy of the runaway bestseller Tribe of Millionaires, a $20 value at tribeofmillionaires.com free. Just pay the shipping. That's tribeofmillionaires.com. Ozzy, Ozzy, Ozzy! 
Oi, oi, oi! They audible sky are your croaky abundant skies! Well, the Aussies won't have it, but the Ecuadorians are saying, Come on, win it, go abundance! Grab life big at the Galapagos Islands in Ecuador! September 13th through September 23! We fly into Quito and immediately ship off to the Hot Springs Resort where you can put one foot in the Northern Hemisphere and one foot in the Southern Hemisphere at the same time. Selfie! Day two, we travel to the Amazon jungle and go straight into it with some epic class four whitewater rafting. That night we stay at stunning Hamadrati Jungle Lodge. Then, we travel downriver to a remote indigenous village for our give back project. There we'll be giving to a village of indigenous Ecuadorians who so need our help in rebuilding their community. And of course, we will be bringing hundreds of GoBundance Frisbees to teach the kids the game of Ultimate Frisbee. Later that day, we'll be welcomed into the same community and thankful for our efforts and we stay with the tribe. We say adios to our newfound friends and travel back upriver and onward by road from the jungle back into the mountains. This afternoon, we'll reach Banos, a small town situated in a valley at the base of an active volcano. Then we'll head to nearby San Martin Canyon for a bunch of cool activities like zip lining, walking across a high, high, high suspension bridge, via Ferrata, whatever the hell that is, and a canopy jump into the Rio Pastraza. Sort of like 12 shots of B12 reindeer. Day five from Banos, higher to the Andes towards Cota Paxi. Now, we're gonna break into two groups. Each group is gonna do something on this amazing mountain or volcano. You will have your choice. Choice one, we're gonna wake up at midnight and summit that sucker so we are there at the sunrise. Now the summit is 19,347 feet. No joke. I highly recommend you train hard for this. Be ready for this, because 19,347 is no joke. We'll have another group head to Hacienda La Aligra, a family-owned horse farm located in the panoramic volcano valley. We're gonna do some horseback riding and then do an epic mountain bike ride. You don't have to decide till you get there. It's gonna be absolutely epic either way. We'll all return to Quito. It's time for Aspiring Adventures Epic Amazing Race. What a way to see Quito, Ecuador. Then we fly out of Quito to the Galapagos Islands. There we stay at the famous Finch Bay Eco Hotel for three nights in a row. And this afternoon, we're gonna go wander and check out some of the weird and wonderful wildlife. We're gonna do some scuba diving, snorkeling in the pristine waters of the Galapagos. Bucket list item check! Then on day 10, we are going deep sea fishing. 
This will be a day of epic nautical bombastia. And we fly out of the Galapagos refreshed, re-energized, and with a soul that is majorly fulfilled. Ecuador is bound to be one of Goat Abundance's most epic international adventures yet. And I hope to see you there. Go Ecuador! Thank you for tuning in to the Go Abundance podcast. We hope to see you at a live event in the near future. If you're new to us, here's a quick explanation of our programs. Number one, Emerge, a web-based journey for millionaires to be. Number two, Ascend, an interactive mastermind, the next stage of our journey. Number three, Go Abundance Elite, the original tribe of millionaires. Number four, Go Abundance Champions, five million net worth and above. Number five. Go Abundance Women, a tribe of amazing badass women. For detailed information on all five of these, simply find us at GoBundance.com. Until then, grab life big.